Good morning, everyone. We are in lovely Idaho. This is Tracy Olson. Hi, everyone. I'm Charles Hunley. We are actually doing this podcast um, on the fly, but it, we've been planning it. It just has become an, a kind of an acute issue. So we today are going to talk about modifiers, something that my personal it, uh, billing and documentation as a physician is a murky water like mud and so hopefully we'll bring some clarity for us as physicians and try to bridge the gap today with our expert coding team so with that i'm going to hand it over to tracy okay perfect you know a lot of uh, questions come about of what is the purpose of modifiers and really modifiers are used on the payer side to be able to differentiate between services to make sure that there's bundling. Um, they've got a whole set of edits in place on their side. And if you don't necessarily have appropriate modifiers, it can cause unnecessary denials. So a lot of times providers will ask us, you know, what is a modifier? And modifiers really help to give additional clarity as to what is going on with the patient. A lot of the medical procedures and services turn into more complex um, after the provider gets involved with the patient. And sometimes we need to supply additional information so credit is given where credit is due. And those CPT modifiers um, help to describe whether multiple procedures were performed, why that procedure was necessary, where the procedure was performed on the mm -hmm. body and how many surgeons worked on the patient. Yeah. And there's, you know, a lot of other information that could be critical to the claim status with the insurance carrier. That is the result of adding additional modifiers to help set that picture. So in the inpatient, especially in trauma and surgical and other things where there's a global period, if the patients are more complex, um, a lot of that stuff is not, is, is not included in the global. And this is where I've come to terms with, I got to understand modifiers, because if I have a patient that has multiple comorbidities mm -hmm. and I'm dealing with what I came to deal with, but now I have, because there are multiple comorbidities, I have renal failure, I have, or I have acute respiratory failure, or I have some other comp, I wanna, don't want to call it complication because it's the sickness of the patient those are what you why you use those modifiers is yep. that accurately stated that is <laughs> and so some of the common reasons for using a modifier are the procedure what mm -hmm. you mentioned is more complex than anticipated another procedure was required during the same procedure um, same diagnosis tests had to be reran multiple times uh, it could be also that a patient is being seen with um, a procedure outside of the global period. And so really and truly what these modifiers allow us to do is to get a little bit more information and clarity as to what's going on with the patient. So I'll give you some examples of common modifiers that people use right now. Um, for outpatient services, modifier 25 is probably the one that most people use. What that does is if you have an evaluation and management visit and you have to do other things during that encounter, um, that will help to show that other things are being done in that encounter and they are significantly separate and they should be reimbursed as well. 
Okay, and that's actually important because I call it the the door the door handle syndrome where you came in for one thing and then all of a sudden it goes off the rails as you're grabbing the door handle to say have a great day and you have to address those yep. which are complicated. The other modifiers that are pretty <coughs> common in a surgical setting are you know you've got your modifier 52 which is a reduced services maybe you started the surgical procedure there was a complication with the patient or you got in there and you saw that um, the cancer had spread and you decided not to go any further with the surgery modifier 52 shows that you started the surgery um, um, but you didn't finish all of it uh, modifier 53 would be the example of discontinuing the surgery, like you started it, you have to stop. You're not moving forward with anything. You didn't actually do any inherent part of the surgical encounter. Something like if you have an, an acute uh, ischemia, you know, an acute, acute ischemia gastrointestinal, and you go in and there's nothing to actually do. Their intestines are already gray and dusky and not doing well, and you close them back up, you would use that modifier. Yes. The other thing that um, these pers these um, surgeons would use is what we call a modifier 24. Modifier 24 is really important because this helps to indicate that you are seeing the patient for either a complication, uh, critical care, or um, you're addressing something that is outside of the post-op period. And that's really important because attaching that to your ENM code separates it out from the global. As long as your documentation supports, that's the big thing here, you guys, is your documentation has to support this. But when you break it out like that, um, it can have the upwards of increasing overall work RVUs. Yeah, that's, I mean, it, it's like the, back to that, we say this a lot, the more complicated the patient, you're going to document more. You should be. Um, and to show that you're doing something more, but you're doing something more other than your original procedure. You're addressing critical care time. You are addressing um, the complications of the patient that's going on recovering from that surgery. Those are the modifiers. Why yeah. you put it 24? Yeah. And also it's really important too, especially if you have a first assist or a co-surgeon. Uh, first assist, the AS modifier is used for your PAs and your NPs. Mm -hmm. A modifier 62 is used if you have another surgeon helping you. That's really important because that has direct financial implications for you and your work RVUs. Yeah. So making sure that your note can support some of these things is really important. Yeah, that's actually, it's, it's, it's kind of, um, I'm going to go back to it, is that we're not used to putting these, you know, we, the newer physicians are being trained to code and bill right out of the coming out of school um, or in residency. Hopefully they're being trained, but they're having to take on that fact. Somebody that's been in 10, 15 years, we used to have coders that would go to your chart and put the modifiers into it. Well, now we have electronic medical records and that's, mm -hmm. that's complicating the lives because we're sending, we're doing actually the physical coding. Uh, we are the, we are the billing provider that's going towards out the door. And so in learning these codes and these modifiers are very important. Um, 
Now, is there an easy way, because I know there's how many different modifiers, is there an easy way to kind of figure out from a physician standpoint of when to use the modifiers and when not to, and the, and kind of understand the whole complexity of the modifiers? I think the biggest thing um, for providers, especially because nowadays more and more physicians are acting as the coder for their note, mm -hmm. they need to engage their revenue cycle departments to identify, you know, what are the common modifiers for their group? Because as you mentioned, there are a lot of different modifiers. We're talking about pages of modifiers and not every modifier is going to relate to your particular group. Mm -hmm. So knowing what is part of your process is going to be key. Yeah, that's that's actually that knowing your most common as common procedures and what you see every day and knowing the most common modifiers you would use and having a having a note card or absolutely we at provider partners actually have a bunch of those um, kind of handy dandy notebooks. But being able to say this is a modifier which is the easiest modifier for me so you're not you're not guessing on the what 52 or how many modifiers are there yeah there's there's quite a few and not all modifiers apply to every department and every specialty mm -hmm. and so that's why you really want to have the conversation with your revenue cycle team to find out what modifiers apply to you um, the big thing to understand is as i mentioned earlier payers have those reimbursement edits and um, the reimbursement edits really will flag an encounter if combination codes are used. Um, if two codes that are standalone are used without appropriate modifiers, uh, it could result in some multiple payer uh, reductions. So you definitely want to make sure that you have those conversations with the billing department to find out what modifiers are appropriate for you because you want to avoid as many denials as possible. Yeah, that's exactly, that's, that's exactly it. Unfortunately, in the day we live in with the EMRs, the physicians are their own coding team um, and understanding how to just put the modifiers in and how to discuss with your um, business department or your billing and coding mm -hmm. department of which, which is the modifiers that I commonly should use. And anytime I don't have questions, try to get it to a coder and understand that. Yep, absolutely. So the big takeaway here is, is we know modifiers are a pain in the keister for doctors. They're a pain in the keister for coders. But the way that the world is going, modifiers can substantially impact your reimbursement. Mm -hmm. If you do not use a modifier um, and the procedure allows for a modifier, you're not going to be paid. That's what it boils down to. And if you use the, I mean, modifiers can, especially in patient with critical care and other things going on, can give you, what do you say? Additional two, reimbursement. Uh, two to four, four and a half RVUs, which is a significant impact to, to a physician's productivity. And I hate the term productivity, but it, it reflects your um, revenue. It really does. Yep. And just to kind of close us out, there are industry standards around the appropriate use of modifiers for reimbursement. While some of your modifiers may change payment rates, uh, some of them are actually for informational purposes, like your LT, your RT, that shows more of the location. Uh, and then there's some that will impact your bundling edits. 
And so it really does pay to understand what modifiers are appropriate for your group. So you are using them appropriately and have a good understanding of what needs to be done. Yeah. So it's not the most exciting. Um, some of our podcasts, we talk about fun things. It actually is a really important thing. We did it here on the fly because we are looking commonly at this conversation um, throughout the country. As you can say, we're definitely not in Florida. Um, yeah, it's a little cold. So thank you all for listening and hopefully um, tell a friend. As, as, as everybody on YouTube says, share and like, um, and we'll see you next time. Okay. Thanks guys.